no, this won't do. A three-month calendar? What is this, Mercury? Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 20, Newtopia. I have a question for you, Ben. Okay, hit me with it. How dedicated are you to the format of this podcast where we go episode by episode? Because we could just skip this one. (laughs) Let me think about that. All right. Say, uh, see you next time, everybody. <laughs> Have a good week. Catch you next time. Yeah. This one's, this one's going to be... F- I, 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 I pause and think of a word that means fun but isn't fun. Um, An experience. There it is. You could say that. Uh, so, no, we're not going to be skipping this one sadly but spoiler grades is gonna be a thing (laughs) when i'm asking that literally the first second it's like "Eh, well okay i think we know what's going on usually you're like hey ben i want to talk to you about how your apartment's hallway smells like ranch dressing i still i still maintain that it smelled like ranch dressing and everyone looked at me like i was just out of my gourd and i still think i was partially in my gourd or uh hey ben if you were a ghost, how would you kill a man? I don't have a defense for that one. Remember Mamu? Hey, Ben, here's a funny license plate I saw. <laughs> and today you're just this like... This is evolving. Hey, Ben, F this episode. Send it straight to hell. <laughs> Basically, yes. Peace out. Yeah. I uh, I guess my opening bits have like started very disastrous, but now are disastrous in a different way. <laughs> Because it's just like word association at this point. So yeah, I don't know that I really have any additional opening bit banter to say here because um, A, usually you come up with it. (laughs) Yes. And it's usually not good. And B, this episode, man. Okay, wait, let's see. Maybe Maybe I can come up with some great opening banter. I believe in you, Ben. Mike. Yes, Ben. If okay, you go on. <laughs> uh, if you could okay jump who seventy feet into the air straight up straight up okay seventy feet vertical jump who okay would you high five along the way? <laughs> This is the best opening bit we've ever had. <laughs> Holy cow. Who would I high five if I could jump 70 feet up? Am uh-huh. I Now, this is probably actually not even real, uh, uh, pertinent to the question, but if I when I land this 70 foot jump, do I die? <laughs> no, or do you I can, just you land can normally. Totally land it just fine. It's okay. part of the superpower. Nice. And I only get one of these. Well, so you can I mean, you can uh jump as much as you want. But Ooh, but I only but, get Okay. 
sorry <laughs> very it's a very specific like okay here's this event where like you can get anybody okay anybody in the world anybody in the world and you get to high five them at some point in the 70 foot vertical leap <laughs> so maybe they're stationed like in a building or something and uh-huh. i just high five them through a window uh-huh who would you high five okay so the easy question answer for me is weird al <laughs> clearly naturally naturally okay. so i want to go a little bit deeper than the easy question the easy answer of weird al and uh and uh, i think i think it's gotta be famed basketballman michael jordan okay he seems like he would give a pretty good high five especially and- as i'm flying through the air like he used to exactly you just see mm-hmm. it, it it just kind of works together in that way okay i will give you this much i give you crap for your opening bits all the time it's difficult to come up with something <laughs> for them i'm asking about 70 foot vertical leaps hypothetical 70 <laughs> yeah, foot yeah. vertical leaps. trust me i will not be doing a 70 foot vertical leap anytime hypothetical soon high fives with famous people mm-hmm they don't necessarily have to be famous. You did not indicate. It's they true. Had to be I did not. I did not indicate that. It could have been mm-hmm. like a family member, or it could have been like um, a teacher who believed in you. Oh, that would have been good. Oh man, yeah. No, that. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna have to live with that regret forever now. Um, ben, what? Who would you high five on this proposed seventy foot leap? Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill. 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 Yes. Bill Nye, the science guy. Yes, that is who I would high five. Uh, do you have any reasoning for that? Or <clears throat> one, because science rules. Sure. And two, it's in the song. Two, because I'm sure he would be very interested in the physics <laughs> of how I just uh, uh, managed to do this. So what you're saying is that he'd high five you, and then he'd like watch you go up and come back down, and be like, "What in the world? I'm gonna have to do some calculations." Exactly. No, that seems pretty legit to me. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's get to this episode <laughs> because it's going to be about as good as what you've already heard. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, this 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 opening bit of if you could jump seventy feet was pretty good. I'll be, as somebody that does a lot of these opening bits, pretty good. Use this as an icebreaker at your next party, and when everyone's like, "Hey." What do you do for a living? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm an architect, blah, blah, blah. Go up and be like, sup, if you could, if you had a 70 foot vertical leap and could high five anybody while doing that, who would you high five? I'm guaranteed you will meet some cool people doing that. Or what you, what you, or anybody who refuses to answer that question is a cop and don't talk to them. (laughs) Oh, okay. Fair. I guess. Um, or it's either I see two possibilities coming from this. Okay, you meet a lot of cool people and you're in the group and you you do fun stuff forever because I mean clearly it's your people. Or you get a tap on your shoulder being like, "Sir, you must leave now." It depends on how fancy the party is. Mm-hmm. But if it's so fancy that I get kicked out for asking this stupid question, I don't want to be part of that party. Fair enough. See that now it's a litmus test more so than a question. Exactly. An icebreaker, if you will. It's more of a, are you cool enough to hang with me as I jump 70 feet in the air and high five someone? No, you're not? Okay. Then you clearly are not somebody I want to hang out with. Okay. So. (sighs) All right. Let's go. Season six, episode 20, Newtopia, starts out at Planet Express. 
Hermes is counting down to bankruptcy. Farnsworth is, uh, uh, you can only see his feet and he is running towards the, you think he's running towards the boardroom. He finally gets there as Hermes counts down to zero and declares that they're out of business. And he comes in, on uh, the professor comes in on what seems to be a modified Segway that has his feet, like models of his feet coming out of it. Don't, it's a... It's a buck wild image. And he says, we're back in business. Where does one get that kind of segue? Asking for me. <laughs> I'm glad you're not asking for a friend because I do not want that. I I think you have to modify it yourself. I think you got to, you got to, you got to okay. do it. DIY. DIY. All right. Yeah. Especially because you've got the customized aspect of your own feet in whatever shoe you want it to be in. Because it's in the professor slippers. Okay. Uh, I'll work on that for next week, I think. So, Oh, yeah, definitely post it on our Twitter. The, At Back uh, to Futurama. The professor comes in with an envelope. They've been hired to deliver this envelope. So everyone gets all pumped up. Uh, Bender puts on some sunglasses. Zoidberg loads up an Uzi. Yeah, no, he's not taking any, any prisoners on this one, apparently. And then Leela grabs the envelope and she's like, Professor, this is delivered to you. Amy's Amy is also in an exoskeleton from Alien. Yeah, that is true. That's it's, an important point that I definitely forgot. I, I don't know if it's important. I just thought it was really funny. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, because fair. I love I love Aliens. It's a great movie. That's true. Uh, so it is for the professor, and he opens it, and they're being foreclosed upon. They need eleven million dollars. This is because Hermes finds a loophole in the mortgage. If they actually pay it, they can keep the building, which is hilarious to me. Exactly, it's like that same loophole with my rent, where yeah. if I pay it, I get to live here. <laughs> yeah, and if you stop, you don't. It's weird how that loophole exists, and actually, a surprising amount of contracts. Don't d- don't at me though. I am not a lawyer. I think we've established that this is not a podcast for law advice. No legal advice, no medical advice, probably no advice of any kind. No life advice, no... Well, that's not true. Seriously ask people about their vertical leap, 70-foot, high-five question. That's real-life advice that I practically guarantee will work. That's the bin guarantee. So, yeah, uh, do that and then tweet at us and let us know how that worked out. So... The problem is people are going to put it in their OkCupid profile. That's actually happened to us. Wait, what? I could have sworn somebody put something that we said in their OKCupid okay profile. Wait, what? Or or is it... Oh, no, we told people to use a Zoidberg quote and put it in their da- online dating profiles, I believe. Okay, that makes more sense. I was, like, trying to piece it back in my memory. Like, I, I don't listen back to the back catalog. Oh, there be... There, there be dragons. It's... I, I'm only focused on the today. On your dating site. Okay. Ask people when you match up with somebody, ask them if they had a 70 foot tall vertical leap, who would they high five along the way? Guaranteed, mm-hmm. practically to work. Practically guaranteed, not a real guarantee. I feel like I'm I'm in this loop of just figuring out good online dating quotes. <laughs> Cuz last night I came up with one if you're both into D&D to just, you know, slide into those messages and just say, "Roll for initiative." Boom, you have an encounter right there. there you ca- oh, mm, sexy encounter, hopefully. Not one with swords. I mean, it could be either. And first you have to defeat the uh, the goblin, or I'm assuming it's, a, it's mostly a goblin, uh, to get to uh, a treasure chest. And what's in that treasure chest? Sex. Possibly love. Okay, I was going to go with love, but so, okay. Uh, 
anyways, they are out of business. And so they are like, well, uh, we're just going to, uh, us guys, our, us manly men are just going to smoke stogies and reminisce. You ladies, go pack us a lunch. So that they can live under a bridge. Um, also, not great. Really not great. It's it's Right you, off the bat, we are getting to the crux of why uh, we do not like this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. It's bad. I just, I don't understand. It... Okay, we go through... Uh, this is grades, but I don't care. We often, like, when it's one note like this, hate it. And this is worse than those. Yeah, this is basically the rest of the episode. Yeah, although Leela does call them walking beer commercials, which is actually kind of impressive. Uh, they're like, oh, well, then why don't you ladies come up with some ideas? And uh, Leela comes up with the idea to turn Planet Express into an airline. Um, They've already got the plane. It's much better than Fry's idea of offering free delivery... Because they are a delivery service. They got customers, though. Yes, but they didn't get money. Money is kind of important to a business, as you can see, because they need $11 million of it. So instead, the uh, Bender comes up with the idea of a Planet Express girly calendar. Because in the contracts, in everybody's contracts, to be fair, it says that all female employees must pose nude upon request. I have one word in my notes for this. Gross. Yes. It's very gross. Amy points out, though, that you only have two female employees. You can't make a calendar with that. And so, of course, Hermes hires on his dear wife, LaBarbara, which I would like to point out. Her desk is just right in front of the ship. Like, it is just in the bay. Yeah. Just right in front of the ship. Not exactly a great desk placement. No, but it definitely shows that this was hastily constructed. Now we get a photography montage. I wrote down a uh, a very sad emoji in my face. In my notes. A very sad emoji in, in my, my face. face notes. Yes, in my face notes. Because uh, because I can't I can't make the I can make the face, but clearly this is an audio medium. It's a, it's kind of a, it's, it's the, uh, the, oh man, I should know that. What? Come on, Unicode boy. I should, yeah, see, that's the problem. The moment I go to a Unicode conference, everybody thinks I know all the Unicodes. I don't know them. I don't know any of them. Slash. I was thinking of a word slash. I got it. I finally got it. So. <laughs> Enjoy my emoji ca- cast. They, it's they my do. my podcast that's coming up. They do a photo shoot um, with Bender acting as the camera, and it's it's Amy, Leela, and LaBarbara in all sorts of weird, sexy poses. Yeah, Leela's uh, in a, a, a spacesuit that has no shirt and overalls. Yeah, it's just like it's, suspenders and pants. I mean, I'm not exactly one who goes for uh, spending money on girly calendars, but also, if I opened up a girly calendar... And it was a lady dressed up in a spacesuit with overalls. I would question my life choices. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point. They finish this photography montage and then they're like, a three-month calendar? What is this? Mercury? It's a very good joke. Because mm-hmm, Mercury has an 88-day year. What? It, like I said, it's a very good joke. I very much enjoy it. Um, the professor decides to turn Planet Express into a commercial airline, which 100% was Leela's idea. Yes. And he says then, well, you should have thought it, or you should have 
shouted it louder or some bull crap like that. Yeah. And then he goes, what? So they turn it into plan am and pretty decent pun. It's pretty good. Yeah. I do kind of like the, the again, of a lot of these newer ones, I like all the tertiary stuff that is kind of right. funny. They uh, get a bunch of passengers and uh, they're getting ready to take off. And Leela finds out that she's going to be a stewardess mm-hmm. uh, rather than a pilot because instead it's Fry and Hermes. Uh, Fry refers to himself as the president of the ship. And uh, when when Leela's upset, uh, he, uh, the professor's like, have you ever heard of a female president of a ship? And they all kind of laugh a little bit, and it's still gross. I do want to point out here that I love the color scheme on those pilot uniforms. I was setting up my regular March Madness bracket, not, yeah. not the March Ocean Madness, just March Land Madness. <laughs> March Land Madness. Give me that basketball, because I'm going to dunk it. And I, uh, for the second year in a row, am doing a bracket based on what team color scheme I think is best. Okay. So I've got that on the brain for sure. Just like, yo, check out that dope color scheme. (laughs) Plus, this is the kind of thing that happens when you went to school for art. That is Um, true. And so... So yeah, in the middle of all this weird sexist bullcrap, I was like, yo, those pilot uniforms got a great Planet Express color scheme, a nice teal with like a darker teal accent, mm-hmm. and then like a red tie, like, and then a little gold tie clip, like perfect Planet Express color scheme. I dig it. So They would have ranked pretty high in that bra- uh, bracket. But then, you, <laughs> but then you read about all the sexism. My bracket is based solely on color schemes, my dude. That's fair. That's why a 16 seed beat a number one seed right out the gate. That did happen last year, though. And I I calls it like I sees them. I'm an art major. So <laughs> fair. Uh, so they 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 go to take off, and it uses the usual propulsion of the the Planet Express ship. And then lands on a runway and then uses propellers to lift off instead. So weird. It's all very weird. They use propellers in space. There's a lot of things in space that doesn't make any sense in this one. I mean, they like used, more than usual. They used propellers in space last week's episode with the Amish ship. So, oh, that's fair. <laughs> apparently, it's canonical that propellers work in space in the year three thousand twelve. I mean, you know, when you got good scientists. Uh, I mean, propellers are cheaper than rocket fuel. It's true. They generally don't work in the vacuum of space, but they figured it out. Maybe they just filled space with air. <laughs> Mike looks like his head is about to explode. Huh, wh- huh, mm? But but Ben. <laughs> yes. I mean, so many things that I'm probably not well well qualified to discuss, but. How? Science. You foiled me again. I told you science rules. (laughs) This is why I high five Bill Nye at the top of my 70 foot tall vertical leap. (laughs) Should we switch the opening bits to you? Because that was good. 
<laughs> also, this podcast might end up being, oh, we'll go back to the opening bit. So, uh, anyways, oh, they are flying through space with their propellers somehow. Uh-huh. Whether so it, or not that's because they filled the entirety of space with air is yet to be seen. <laughs> it is unknowable. Uh, Zoidberg is the in-flight entertainment, and of course he bombs. I mean, I feel like Zoidberg is a good representation of this episode. <laughs> Because he comes out and he does some stale 1990s Seinfeld comedy crap. Yeah. Where he's like, what's the deal with airplane food? They ask you, uh, they ask you which of two choices you want, but they're always out of one. By the way, we're out of both choices. I do think that's that last bit of the, the joke really works. And so I feel like he is basically re- representing this entire episode where it just comes out and it's like, yo, what's up? You want a bunch of 1990s CBS sitcom gender uh, comedy battle of the sexes bull crap. I've said bull crap on this episode so many times, <laughs> but you know, you, you want, you want some of that garbage? Like here it is. This is worse. <laughs> here it is. Just all, all at once. So, I feel like Zoidberg is this episode, and the passengers on Plan Am are all of us. Mm-hmm. Well, at least we're all on a journey together. So, the plane's about to crash uh, because the plane is out of fuel. Because Be- they should have landed two days ago. Mm-hmm. And thank, thank God for Fry, the president of the ship. So, they... Uh, they crash um i do love the fact that in space uh, although now that you've posited your your air theory um it does work better i guess no that doesn't work it's full of air not gravity okay fair fair point (laughs) wait hold on Did you just say fair point to my space is full of well, air, not gravity comment? I'm, I mean, if we're I, we're all talking in theories here, I don't know, and it, it who knows what's happened in a thousand years. But so the propellers go out and the ship starts going down in space. That doesn't make a ton of sense, but I don't know. I honestly, at this point, I don't know what's who knows what the how rules. space works. I, I need don't to re- get Bill Nye on here just so he can explain what space is. But what? Well, what space is in three thousand or three thousand and twelve or thirteen or whatever it was? Because I think I have a, <laughs> I have some knowledge, not a lot, but some knowledge of what space is. They crash land on the planet. It is a very, very, very... Who knows what planet it is? It's not referenced at all. Uh-huh. It's a very hot planet. It's 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 all these things that are, like, not well, like... I don't think one of the characters even gets a name. No? Like, like it's not... It, it even doesn't... It doesn't even, like, focus on any of the details. It's just all... No, at the end of the episode, the Borax Kid shows up, spoilers, and... Uh, he even is like my other rock monster friend. Like he, the the rock yeah. monster doesn't even get a name. Yeah, the, uh, g- g- give your characters a name, man. Call him Rock Door or some yeah. garbage like that. At least give him some garbage. Call him Garbo, Ga- the rock monster. Ga- Garbo, the rock monster. I like this. I'm gonna call him Gar- Garbo for the rest of the episode. I won't. I for- I'll forget it immediately. So. Uh, they crash land on this planet. It's really hot. There's rivers of flowing mercury, which seems like a real health hazard. Oh, yeah. 
so they decide they need to create a society. This is when Hermes tells the men to go hunting so the women can cook what they catch. And uh, the women don't really care for that mentality. Not particularly. It kind of sparks an argument and then an election between La Barbara, who has run roller derby before, and Hermes. Um, this ends in a tie because all the women vote for La Barbara and all the men vote for Hermes. Yep, and there are eight of each, so uh, that's that. But the professor is like, well, we should probably count again because we can't trust women to count and do math. Yeah, these are the... I, I, I almost declined to call them jokes. They are things characters said in this episode. Yes, they are lines said and reacted to. So a a rock man who we've decided to call Garbo. Garbo, yeah. The mm-hmm. rock monster uh, forms out of just a pile of rocks. Rock monster. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a rock. It was. <laughs> it was a rock monster. monster. Uh, what is this? So We don't want to talk about Newtopia. It's very clear to me that we don't. I'm sure I've edited out by this point, but I literally said earlier, we should just do an episode where we keep getting distracted and don't actually talk about Newtopia. How many times are you going to edit yourself out when you say that? Yes, uh, this rock monster who uh, we at Back to the Futurama, but it's not canonical, have decided to name Garbo for some reason, (laughs) uh, shows up and he's like, hey, who is leading all of you? And the group argues about who it is. And they, uh, the the group, I don't remember exactly what they say. They say something about um, uh, gender. And uh, Garbo literally doesn't know what gender is. Like there, There's only one gender on the, the rock, uh, Garbo's planet, Nuchachos. Which I have to admit, I do kind of like the term Nuchacho. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Uh, I'll give I, him that much. I brought this up to a uh, friend of the podcast, Tema, and she's like, oh, now I want nachos. I mean, yes. Also, <laughs> if you're playing the Back to the Future on a home game, <laughs> the food this week is nachos. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the number of tweets we've gotten in the last couple of weeks where it's like, oh, damn, now I want that food you guys spent all so episode n- mentioning. So I think we do have to, we, have a, we perform a service for our listeners and tell them, this week you need to prepare and procure nachos in some way while you're listening to us uh rant about sexist diatribes make sure to shove some nachos in your face no 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 nachos <laughs> crack open that can of nachos and just slurp it down but see here's the problem can we really advertise for nachos as like a product because <laughs> i mean who even hold on yeah. I, what i what my point here is we're keeping our sponsorship open by saying, just get this kind of thing. Okay. Now, all the nachos manufacturers if- <laughs> in the world are going to be like, oh, man, we got to get on this Back to the Futurama bit. If you work at a nacho factory, please tweet at Back to Futurama. So- or if you own a nacho factory and you want to make a joke about it's not Cho factory, I'm here. So, <laughs> uh, Garbo, the... Ro- <laughs> I keep forgetting it and then remembering it wonderfully. Uh Uh-huh. Garbo asks, uh, well, he's like, okay, so you've got two different things, men and women, and whenever there's two different things, one inevitably has to be better. Just like with chocolate versus vanilla, 
Mac versus PC. And Bender declares his allegiance to chocolate, Mac, and men, which frankly, I figured I'm more of a Windows kind of guy. Yeah, no, I, you, you know what? That's actually a strong point. I didn't think you were going to come at me on the Mac and PC thing there, so I had a different discussion lined up. Uh, yeah, you want to no, take two of that? No, I think this is fine. Uh, no, yeah, I think you're right about the Windows and, and Bender. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I do think he's more of a Windows kind of guy. I always figured Bender was a vanilla kind of guy. No, he's clearly chocolate. I it's, it's I believe it's canonical. That wasn't as good as I had hoped for when I did that it take was, two. <laughs> yeah, I'd, that wasn't the, the the discussion I had lined up. I guess we don't want to go to the conversation we were. I always figured Bender as a women kind of guy. I mean, I think it's a, uh, not a very good way to characterize one gender as better than the other. See, that's what I was going to say. And then you were like, but Windows, though. And I'm like, uh, not gender. And, and my my programming, which is unfortunately on the Windows platform, went a little bit uh, haywire. So I'm going to have to go in for servicing after this podcast. So I might be a little different next week. Okay. Well, my programming is on Linux, so I'm still waiting for my base uh uh feelings to uh compile because i've been getting a lot of errors on that um yeah it hasn't happened yeah it's it's too bad you're having a kernel panic right now so um but but i'm sure we'll fix that by next start calling my anxiety kernel panics (laughs) that's actually (laughs) so (laughs) that's a really good point i like that a lot garbo the rock monster has decided that he's going to administer a series of tests to figure out which gender is better First up, who can drink the most sulfur? It's un- inconclusive. Uh, then he suggests test two, who can drink the most arsenic? The professor's just like, just ask us questions. Garbo asks a lot of questions that are, uh, as I put them in my notes, lady-centric in that stereotypical sort yes, of way. in that stereotypical sort of way. They're very, like, quote-unquote, feminine interests like asking about the sizing of different brands of women's clothes and the last question is how was your day yeah that is and i mean like i have answers to most of them i don't know any of the desperate housewives but that's because i don't watch a lot of television and um except for only futurama apparently (laughs) and apparently sometimes a good place sometimes a good place nice i started a community rewatch it's very good oh that's excellent i should uh I should rewatch it myself. The last little bit that he has is that he uh, uh, asks how many or uh, who is ahead. And Bender lies by saying that it's men five, women less. And it turns out it was a test to see who can lie better. Cool. Not very good lying, to be honest, my dude. No, not really. Um, I do sort of enjoy that the uh, when they start arguing again, the professor calls the women recumbent urinators, which... I just like the uh, the real uh, fancy way of saying one sits down when they pee. Yeah, like a very like scientific term for it. I do like that. That's fair. Granted, it's sort of a throwaway dumb thing to yeah. like insult somebody with. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because you don't have to be you you don't have to be of any gender to sit down when you pee. Sometimes it's more uh, comfortable. Sometimes you just, you know, want a nice uh, relaxing pee, you know, don't want to have to like stand there, you know, you maybe you stand all day. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're just like, 
you know what? I'm going to take some time for me and sit down while I pee. It rhymes, so that's it, You know that has to be the so, truth. Garbo, the rock monster, uh, <laughs> I keep forgetting. says so that good. he has the real test for them, which is that they uh, by tomorrow, it'll be so hot that they'll die unless they reach the, the Cave of Harmony. And uh, may the inferior gender burst into something. Uh, flames, I guess. I do like the construction of that line. I like the idea that one could burst into something else. Like song. Ooh. I posit the superior gender bursts into song. And the inferior bursts into flames. I wonder if there's... I mean, so... But what about in between? What do they burst into? Uh, unfortunately, Garbo has a really uh, gender binary I sort see. of outlook. Unfortunately, that's that is uh, disappointing. Anyone who is non-binary gets to choose to burst into whatever they want. Ooh, I think that's a that's a good 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 uh, good compromise. I like that. Mm-hmm. If you're non-binary, um, I am here to tell you that you can burst into whatever you feel like <laughs> because it's your life and. No one gets to tell you what to do. It's true. That's my message. It's a weird way to say that I accept you as a human being, but... Uh, S- song, flames, burst into whatever you feel like. Yeah, just whatever you feel like. It doesn't need to be binary between song and flames. It sure doesn't. <laughs> Why not half song, half flames? Who knows? Uh-huh. Uh, Dragon forested through the fire and flames. Yeah, it's, you can burst into that. Yeah, it's a song about flames. It's not a lot of epic guitar solo. Like, mm. why not burst into that? Anyways, we should move on. This yeah. is all. This is all weird. This is all weird and uncomfortable. So they set off in their two different paths. Uh, the joke here is that the men are lost, but uh, a little rock monster comes up and is like, "Sup, buddy? I got directions." And they're like, "Nah." Mm-hmm. Uh, the women, the joke about the women is that they have a mirage of a, a clearance sale. And uh, also that they will die because the refrigerator, who is one of the women going along with them, because it's a refrigerator robot, mm-hmm. that Bender was definitely like macking on on mm-hmm. the flight. We did. We, we neglected. We totally over <laughs> we that. We neglected to speak about that. She only has non-diet sodas, so of course they're all doomed. Um, you know what? I... I think they should have named this Stereotypes the Futurama episode. Yes. stereotype Barama. At, at least you know what you're getting into when you open it. Stereo... No, I was going to say Stereotopia, but that sounds like a place where you buy a lot of stereo equipment. And that sounds like, like a utopia to me. So... Think about all the boom boxes. They figure out that because it's, it's getting really hot... Uh, And so they figure out that they can get a gas compressor and put it in this uh, refrigerator robot, uh, whose name I forgot to write down. Amana. Thank you. And uh, they can put this into the refrigerator, and then it'll cool everyone down. Uh, But the only gas compressor on the planet is in Bender's ass. Uh, The women don't appreciate that if it was was a fart joke. Of course, nobody likes fart jokes. Previously, the men had said, well, it's time to die. If anybody has any good fart jokes, let them rip. You know, when 
when I'm staring death straight in the face, I want to get one last good fart joke out because I'm a dude. And yeah. that's what dudes do. And sometimes when you when you need to squeeze that fart joke out, you just squeeze it out. La Barbara manages to steal the gas compressor out of Bender's ass, which is awkward mm-hmm. uh, while he's asleep. And then she climbs up to the top of this butte. And Hermes also climbs up to the top because he stole the uh, Freon unit out of Amana. Uh, they kind of fight for a bit until they just start making out. I wrote Hermes and the Barbara get into the fight and then do the nasty. Mm-hmm. The next morning, Hermes back is sizzling. He, he As he slowly wakes up, he thinks that La Barbara is making back bacon, where La Barbara points out his back is... <laughs> He's baking. Uh, it is so hot that the mercury, the rivers of mercury are boiling, which I did look up and mercury boils at 674 degrees Fahrenheit or 356 degrees Celsius. As a not scientist, I do think they took some liberties in this in a in a world in which mercury could boil and humans can kind of survive. And in which there's definitely air and space for propellers to work. Yes, mm-hmm. but no gravity in space, so the th- that thing didn't make sense. Yep. This is an interesting uh, w- universe that we were positing in this Futurama episode. Bender uh, actually gets stuck in this boiling uh, mercury and melts. Yep. And Fry loses his lucky shoe. <laughs> it's It was his lucky shoe. Uh, fortunately, some kind of blue magic kind of surrounds them all and brings them into a cave. Um, and Bender reconstitutes like a T-1000. <laughs> I do like how he's like, I learned that from a movie. As though you can just watch Terminator <laughs> and just uh, know what to and do, just yeah. be like, cool. Oh, I'm just, neat. I'm just going to turn into liquid metal. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I, I'm cl- I clearly must have. I, now, I, here, I'm going to posit something to you. Okay. He watched the movie and the movie has uh, a firmware upgrade in it that beams through the movie to Bender's chips that now he knows how to do that sure why not there's air in space i don't even care anymore <laughs> i thought i was gonna get a little bit of resistance there but i guess i'm no i'm i'm not positing errors in space garbo the <laughs> the rock monster who we have named uh shows up and he's like i find both genders supremely disappointing which i mean i get so <laughs> the bizarre test that Garbo uh, had created for them was to learn how to work together. And because they didn't, the rock alien lost their bet with a Borax kid. Never bet against Fry being stupid. I, I will posit the rock alien had no idea who Fry was. It's true. I mean, generally, you want to know a little bit more details before you go into a bet with somebody, especially like the Borax kid, because mm-hmm. he's going to come collect that debt. Oh, yeah. Garbo says that there's only one way to resolve this conflict. And then Garbo does like some magic mm-hmm. weird thing. And then everybody uh, that was part of this uh, uh, expedition loses their junk. <laughs> I kind of should have seen that wording coming, but I. It's uh, in my notes. You want to see my notes? Loses their junk. Oh, yep. There it is. Yep. I, it took me a while to find the junk, but I found it. And Garbo says, I've freed you from the tyranny of gender. 
And so, uh, sure enough, they no longer have genitals and they no longer have any secondary sex characteristics. So yep. there's no breasts or anything. Um, and they managed to fix the ship because, as Sal puts it, the work goes faster without secondary sex characteristics at which to hoot. Sure. I'm going to go out and just say, maybe just don't hoot at them. That is that is a better uh, thought, yes. Uh, and everyone gets along really well because they're just not fighting and but see here's my here's the thing that really bugs me is that they go so far into this like super milk toast sort of uh like hermes is like i enjoy humor where no one gets hurt yeah i i mean i the the barbara and hermes mentioned that they enjoy each other's inoffensive companionship it's like their 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 personalities were tied to their junk uh, I'm not a doctor, but you probably shouldn't be tying anything to it. I am so Phys- physical. I'm so or disappointed mental. with the words I said just now, and I've said some bad words on this show. This is where the episode title comes from because La Barbara says that it's a it's like a neuter utopia, a newtopia. Sure, yeah, sure. I prefer newtopia, for, uh, which is Todd's. Uh, uh rock opera in bojack horseman it's a much better newtopia <laughs> i prefer fruitopia the drink that existed once those were good drinks they probably had too does much fruitopia sugar. not exist anymore i don't think they do i don't think it does oh if it does i guess i never drank fruitopia i don't know i loved it it was they ha- okay so this is probably the most american thing i'm ever gonna say but they had it in a vending machine in my high school no yeah i probably did uh for me as well we definitely had a couple of, of coca-cola ones yeah I, I from my understanding about other cultures is that they generally don't put those things in in where kids are i'm gonna call that a smart move yeah so, right <laughs> along with probably other things so hermes and la barbara are like yay we got along so well today and i'm super boring now uh what are we even missing by not having sex right now la barbara whispers into hermes's ear and then hermes breaks down the door of the rock alien to demand their genitals back garbo the rock alien definitely complies although kind of screws up and now everyone's gender is swapped Mm -hmm. which uh is gonna lead to some great things let me tell you well, fortunately, the rock alien realizes it was an innocent mistake and Garbo will rectify it. Unfortunately, this is when Zap disintegrates Garbo. Because uh, Zap shows up at his own convenience and um, yeah, now everyone's genders is uh, mm-hmm. swapped. And he is unsurprisingly flirty with Fry. And so uh, they go back to Earth um bender is like we know you have a choice in airlines and you made the wrong one which to be fair if i got stranded on a planet and then my junk got swapped with other junk i would i would i would probably write an angry letter i I would say at the very least unfortunately as he yells there are no refunds so we go into round two of uh basically just a lot of weird dumb sexist jokes like la barbara says that um now that he's a guy he has to get up five times a night to play xbox uh hermes announces that uh did you know that there's more than two feelings um it's it's all just all that stereotypical nonsense right amy and leela are really mad at being dudes because they smell bad 
And uh, meanwhile, all the women are having fun, going shopping, and being vapid. Pretty much. Uh, Fry even says, when I say stupid things, people laugh at it now. And they still need the money. But... Because the clause from earlier that all female employees uh, have to pose nude if requested... Right when Fry realizes that won't work because there's only what? So we get another montage of all the uh, ladies of Planet Express Mm -hmm. doing awkward uh, girly calendar shoots. Mm -hmm. The one with Bender and all the oil makes me really uncomfortable. (laughs) I mean, they all make me pretty uncomfortable, but the the Bender one makes me extremely uncomfortable. I'm going to posit something. I didn't have a portion of this episode where I I would say that I was comfortable. <laughs> it's all just varying levels of uncomfortableness. I mean, I the I felt comfortable when I was critiquing the Planet Express pilot uniforms because when I'm uncomfortable, Ooh, that's true. Like when we're watching sports and I don't know what a sport is, I'm like, look at that dude's necktie. Oh uh, yeah, you do, you do that. You do. do I that. definitely yeah. do that. I do appreciate that out of you because you often give me a different perspective on sports. <laughs> It's like, look at that man dunking the ball into the basket. But look at that man's suit. I'm like, look at that coach. He's wearing a tie. I wouldn't do that with the the Paisley, not a Paisley guy. Um, I mean, because I'm not. I don't. I, I'm not big into Paisley. Um, I'm a, a plaid or just stripes kind of guy. Yeah. There was a coach. It because I'm just gonna go ahead and take this on a tangent. Um, there was a coach this weekend uh, who famously uh, always takes off his tie in like the first five minutes of the game. And so they're there's He's like ruining the best part the, of sports. There's like signs that are like, like take the tie off and stuff like that. I think that's kind of neat. It's kind of goofy and s- silly. So they managed to sell or they managed to construct a girly calendar and uh, hopefully it sells enough. And then it cuts to tomorrow. It sold enough. Fortunately, all our fans are perverts, <laughs> which uh, true. Yeah, that's true. James from the world beyond the tail. I'm looking at you, you pervert. Um <laughs> narrow casting <laughs> i mean when <laughs> now, uh, sorry this has been changed to a disc podcast yeah so anyways um <laughs> at that point a huge meteor crashes into planet express and the borax kid comes out uh who's this like southern gentleman rock monster sure but it got, makes no got, sense got a name is there is there something that I'm missing with like Borax being like a Southern gentleman thing? Like, is it, it just literally somebody <laughs> was like the Borax kid? That sounds great. Oh, well, now he sounds like a, a Western uh, outlaw. Oh, cool. Let's do that. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, is there I something? Mi- I don't if know. There is something I am missing about the Borax kid. I need to know because I'm very confused. I was confused when I watched it this time. I was confused when I watched it last time when I should have been watching <laughs> Silence of the Clamps. I was confused when I watched it the first time in 2012. It doesn't make sense. I need to know what the Borax kid is supposed to be. (laughs) Please, if you have that information, Ben has been worried about this for years. It keeps me up at night. I'm like sleeping. I'm like, oh, the Borax kid. What? Hmm. What is he? I don't I don't know. And then I wake up in cold sweat. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anyways, the Borax kid comes out and he's like, 
Uh, well, it seems to me that uh, my friend, the other rock monster, uh, got disintegrated before setting you right. So I reckon it's up to me to sex you up proper. And then sure. he does some things and then everyone gets their normal genitals and secondary sex characteristics back. That's a sentence I just said. Yeah. And then uh, the Borax kid leaves with like a, a Western cowboy yeah. sort of song. And the meteor just kind of rolls out. And then Scruffy comes out of the ladies room. Uh, he's still a lady. And he's and uh, Scruffy's like, what a miss. And then we close out on a girly calendar montage, which I'll admit, some of the images are pretty good callbacks. Um, I know mm-hmm. like the professor is doing like the Farrah Fawcett yeah. uh, famous uh, poster um, so those are some pretty good yeah, callbacks, they're... even if they make me very uncomfortable. Yeah, th- I, 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 I recognize the reference and I recognize they're going for a reference. Still uncomfortable. No, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> That's a reference too. And that means it's time for grades. It's garbage. I mean, it's real bad. Like it just, it, it doesn't say anything interesting. It's all reinforcing stereotypes. I I just don't see a need for it. There's certainly not anything funny enough to elevate any of it. I it's just honestly, I feel like it's kind of a waste of time. I mean, if I mean, it's a, certainly a waste of time, but it's also retrograde. It's just it I don't think it has a place in the entire Futurama world to be honest i don't like it i don't think it's funny i don't think it has anything interesting or positive to say i just i don't know what to do other than an f for that it just it fails that's that's my gut feeling on it hey everyone it's mike from the future um it's wednesday morning and i had some additional thoughts that i couldn't i kept thinking over while i was sleeping so i wanted to share them with you um, with uh, some extended grades, um, I, I I was thinking about how some of the some communities um, weren't really thought of when this episode was created. Clearly, uh, so I wanted to kind of run through my thoughts. Um, as always, I'm not part of these communities, so I, I don't really want to speak for them. But I can. I'm just kind of um, saying how I feel and how I I interpret it. Um, as always, if you are part of one of these communities and you disagree, I would love to hear your thoughts because, you know, I'm, uh, I, I want to get better. So, uh, tweet at back to Futurama and we can, we can have a conversation there. Um, but as always, I'm going to speak how I feel and how I interpret it because, uh, that's how, that's what I do as a podcast host. Um, so, um, the communities I see kind of impacted in some way are first the the transgender community um when everybody is kind of gender swapped um it doesn't really indicate how difficult that you know the transition and and how living in a world where you, where it's not really accepted by a lot of people um it it just doesn't feel thought about in a consistent manner so i think that's mainly my problem with it I, I, I think that it's with some additional thought, and maybe this is 2019 thoughts on a 2012 show, but I think, you know, doing better is, is always a consistent thing that I, that I think that I would like our, my content creators to do. Um, so, uh, number 
the second <laughs> I don't want to count it down. That seems very crass. Um, the second community uh, that I feel this one is a little bit shakier to me. Um, I feel like when everyone is in new chachos, it's a very it, it's a very stereotypical thing that probably. So this one's as you can tell, I'm kind of stammering around it. I feel like there's some possibly negative, possibly harmful stereotypes made about the asexual community. Um, when the new, when everyone is a new chacho and everyone can just get stuff done and is like, as we mentioned early in the episode, or I believe later, I don't remember where, <laughs> I don't know where Ben is going to edit this in. Um, everybody comes very milk toast, and I don't think that's an accurate portrayal of what being an asexual person is like. Um, and I, I, and I think that's also just a lot of not thinking about how this might impact a community. Um, and also I am not sure, I mean, as history has shown me, at least learning about different cultures and how they deal with, you know, all these, what we, what in our society tend to think as alternative things are just kind of sprinkled in from here and there. So there's always been these, you know, asexual people, there's always been transgender people and we just treat them as uh, almost other right now. So I'm, I'm, I lost my train of thought. It is early on, on, a, on a Wednesday, but I, I, I think that they're that one. I'm, I'm kind of not quite sure about, um, the third one and final one is, uh, people that are gender fluid. Basically this whole episode is, you know, if you don't conform to the gender binary, there's not really much here for you. It's all your 100% man, your 100% woman, and there's not really much in between except for Nuchacho, which is very milk toast and not very vibrant. Um, so I, I, I clearly they didn't think uh, the writers and didn't really think too much about. You know the the community that doesn't conform to that binary of you know man woman what have you. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of chat those through so I could I, you know I didn't sleep very well because I kept thinking about this stuff. So I wanted to just kind of throw them out there, maybe start a conversation. Um, yeah, and now we'll return back to back to the Futurama, probably my grades uh, already in progress. Very good. Uh, I, for my grade, I will say that it can burst into flames. Okay. Which I guess is an F. Yeah, um, F is for flames. Yeah, I just... This is your Back to the Futurama alphabet book. I just don't, I just don't like it. I don't yeah, see, I don't see any redeeming qualities. If you like the sort of humor that stand-up comics really dug on about men leaving the toilet seat up in the 1980s... Uh, you might like this episode. I don't like that kind of humor, and I don't like this episode. And it w- this episode was also made in the 20, what, 12? It 20, was 2012. 2012. 30 years too late for that kind of topical stuff. So, yeah, that's all awful. I have to say about that. I don't find redeeming qualities in this episode. Um, but I do find some redeeming qualities in this podcast episode. What? About the 70-foot-tall vertical leap? I mean, that is the best thing of all the media I've watched this week. So we want to know what you have to say about um, this episode. I mean, you know, if you liked it, uh, we still want to hear about that. Sure. Um, If you agree with us, if you disagree with us. um, And maybe we're not, maybe we miss a point that 
makes it palatable. Who knows? We want to hear about that. We want to hear about your theory on where the hell the Borax Kid comes from. We want to know who you would high-five if you had a 70-foot-tall vertical leap and could high-five somebody along the way. It is a, again, probably the best opening bit we've ever done. Um, We want to know all of that jazz. So you can do that by emailing us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at back to futurama you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash back to futurama we're on spotify and apple Podcasts, so find us there review us rate us subscribe and well i mean let's all go chat with the borax kid together and i think that's our cue to go because one of the cats really wants to get into this office to get at that <laughs> kibble that's the best part of this episode so uh until next time uh if we didn't scare you off with this one we'll be back next week (laughs) to talk about a better episode and until then i'm ben and i'm mike goodbye Goodbye from from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow surprise who will have an interesting run into the later rounds only you can determine that remember to vote for your winner for each matchup given and join us next week for the recap of the first round of march ocean madness 2019 that's right mike make sure that you go to neptunianmillhouse.com where you can find all of the links you can find the current bracket you can find the bracket leaderboards and you can find a link to vote for your favorites Make sure to do that by next Tuesday, March 26, 2019, so that we can tally those votes and get you round two. Remember, ride the walrus. <laughs>